Good morning. Glad to have you with us this morning. I'm sure you can hear our clocks chiming in the background. They remind us that time is moving on. We'll wait just a moment for them to settle down so we can be sure you can hear us. Well, that's a beautiful sound, isn't it? What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. Amen. I'm honored to be here this morning. I'm thrilled to be able uh, to be on this uh, live stream and glad to have you all with us. I was thinking about the church house this morning. We love our church house at 3085 Yoda Road. As far as I know, it's empty this morning. We often mention when we're there, we thank God for this building, but this building's not the church. Boy, I'm telling you, I'm very aware of that this morning. Even though the building is empty, listen, even though the building is empty, the church is full. God's church is real, it's full, and boy, I can feel it in my soul this morning. I'm glad God's honored us to let us be here and uh, do this stream, and uh, I want to say a prayer, and uh, then I want to turn over to my sweet wife and let her come say what's on her heart and sing what's on her heart, and then I'll try to share a message. I want to share the gospel this morning. I'll say this before I pray. Well, I really enjoyed uh, Barry Blake and his family on the Sunday school this morning. What touched my heart, and I'll mention more about that later. And then we tuned in and uh, listened some to Trey Brock from Crouches Creek Baptist Church down in Jellicoe, Tennessee, and that stirred my heart again. And I'm, I'm glad to feel the Lord this morning. But uh, let me just pray for a moment. Let's pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for the sunshine outside. And thank you for the sun, the S-O-N, shine that's in my soul. God, thank you for letting me feel your presence. and God, for the excitement and the joy I have of being here this morning. Uh, God, you're so good to us. We praise you and we thank you. We ask you blessings. We need your help. Uh, God, just bless us with a powerful spirit and help people to listen and help people to obey this morning. God, I pray that you speak to people's hearts and we could have great conviction. And Brother Barry spoke about this. Brother Trey spoke about this. We'd like somebody to get saved this morning. God, we pray and we ask you these things and we praise you in Jesus' name. And amen. Bear with us just a second. Um, I'm thankful for the day, and I told Terry this morning how thankful I am for the sunshine. It rained just about all day yesterday, but um, made me think of Noah. They were 40 days and 40 nights in the um, ark, and uh, we've only been a week inside of our house. But you know what? God was in that ark, and God's been in our Amen. house. Amen. And I thank God for all the things that he's blessed us with this week. We've, uh, so many times we're so busy, we go to our calendar and look and say, we gotta do this and we've gotta do that, and it's good things. But um, we've had to slow down this week, and I think sometimes that's a good thing. So if you're watching and, and you've had to slow down, be thankful that God's still got all of this. And I, I, this scripture came to my mind this morning. It's in Romans 8, 38. And I thought how appropriate that this was. For I am persuaded 
that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come they didn't know about the coronavirus at that time nor did we nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall Amen. be able to separate us Amen. from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus yeah Thank you, Lord. That there is Amen. That can separate us from the love of God. And that's a promise in this precious book that God has given to us. Amen. So, pray for me as I try to sing this song. Lately I've been looking back on this winding road to the old familiar markers. Of the mercies I have known I know it may sound simple But it's more than a cliche There's no better way to tell you Than to say God's been good In my
Let me just say this. Sheila yeah. Martin Hemmert just came to my mind. Yeah. There was a snowstorm and yeah. we were in a revival. Yes. And Sheila's uh, mom and dad brought her to our house on when we lived on Helen Avenue. Amen. Um, Bob Lumker was our evangelist and we couldn't have church that night. Right. But Sheila got saved that Amen. night. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So somebody could get saved today. Somebody, somebody get saved right now. Uh, if you feel like praying right now or any time, uh, pray. Ask God to save your soul. God laid a scripture on my heart that's really touched me. I'll share this with you. I had a scripture I'd been studying and enjoyed studying for a few days, and I thought, sure, I was going to use it this morning. And I got up, and it just left me. I said, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? I know, God, you've got what you want me to use. And so God laid this on my heart, and I appreciate it. And I want to share it with you it's from the first chapter of the book of 1 John. I want to use a subject this morning, a real testimony. Listen to what they said here. Starting in verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Watch rich, it listen, it goes on. It said, For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, let me read that again, and these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Well, praise God, as John wrote about these things, and I thought about this, and he talked about which we'd seen from the beginning, and our hands had handled, and we'd seen it, and we know it, and we know it for sure, and boy, I praise God for that. Now, somebody might be thinking, well, preacher, that can't apply to us because we didn't have the advantage of being back there and seeing with these natural eyes and touching with those natural hands. And I agree with that point, but 
What John meant here was more than the natural part. And I want to illustrate that for you. Uh, back over here in the scripture, uh, praise God, uh, over here in the eighth chapter of the book of John, I'll just tell you what it said. Jesus was talking to uh, a crowd there, and most of them were Jews, and uh, they were talking, and I'm telling you, Jesus told them, he said, if you do what I command you to, said, you shall never die. Oh, they got so upset. They said, you're blaspheming. said, are you greater than our father Abraham? Are you greater than our father Abraham and the prophets? Are you? Boy, I'm telling you what, uh, Jesus began to talk to those people. He said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and he was glad. I'm telling you what, Abraham saw the day of Jesus. Uh, they said to Jesus, they said, you're not yet 50 years old. How can you say that Abraham saw your day? How could that be? How could he see you? Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. He's the great I am. And boy, I want to tell you, there were a lot of people that were along uh, the road when Jesus was there. And a lot of them saw him with these natural eyes, but they never did see him as the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, Abraham had a testimony. You remember when he took Isaac up on the mountain? They went up there and uh, he was uh, going up there to kill Isaac. He was going up there to offer him on the altar. God had told him, and Abraham said, if that's what God wants, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. When he got up on top of the mountain, praise God. You remember Isaac said, Father, uh, we've got the wood and uh, we've got the fire, but uh, where's the sacrifice? Abraham said, Son, God will provide himself as a sacrifice. Amen. Uh, boy, I mean, uh, he meant that. He meant that in more ways than one. Of course, when they got up there, Abraham was ready to slay the boy. The angel stayed his hand and uh, said, don't harm that boy. And Abraham looked around behind him. There was a ram caught in the thickets. Boy, that ram, it represents the real ram of God that was from the foundation of the world. Praise God. Just like that ram was a substitute for Isaac on that altar, Jesus Christ went to the cross to be a substitute uh, for me. So I didn't have to die on the cross, and I didn't have to die and go to hell. Boy, I'm glad. Talk about a real testimony. Let me, let me share some testimonies from the Bible. There was a man named Saul, and he persecuted the father. Stephen, the, the people around there might have thought uh, he died in defeat, but Stephen died in victory because he had Jesus in his soul. And Saul was there watching the coats of the men that uh, were stoning him. But I'm telling you what, shortly thereafter, uh, God got uh, Saul's attention on the road to Damascus. He was on the road to Damascus and God spoke to him. There's a light shine from heaven. And uh, I'm telling him, and Saul heard a voice. And you know the story. Uh, he went down there to Damascus to a street called Straight Man. Nice came down there and talked to him. I'm telling you what, uh, Saul got saved and he became Paul. He's the man that wrote most of the books in the New Testament. But anyway, in the book of Acts, time after time, Paul tells his experience. Uh, I've got a, a place marked over here uh, where he was talking uh, to a man uh, called Agrippa. I don't need to read it. I'll just share it with you. Boy, Paul was under arrest, and he told his experience to King Agrippa. King Agrippa said, almost, Paul, you've persuaded me to be a Christian. Almost you've persuaded me to be a Christian. I'm telling you what. Uh, Paul said, I would uh, that you was not only almost, but altogether. And you and these other people around here wish you was like I am, except these bonds. Now, he had uh, bonds on him. He didn't want to be under arrest, but he was able to tell King Agrippa, I wish you had what I've got. Even as King Agrippa was a king and Paul was a prisoner, 
Paul was way ahead of King Agrippa. And he told his experience over and over again. He talked to Felix. He talked to Festus. He stood in Rome and told the story of his life and his conversion. Let me share this with you. When I was just a young preacher, a lot of times when I'd preach, I'd tell about when I was 12 years old when the gospel reached me and God called me. I went to an altar of repentance and got saved. The old devil started beating me up. He said, well, you just tell your experience all the time. People getting tired of hearing your experience. And I let that bother me for a little bit. One day I was reading through the book of Acts and over and over again, Paul told his experience and God spoke to my heart. He said, Paul told his experience, you can too. Let me, let me tell you this today. Do you have a real testimony? You have to have something real to have a real testimony. Just like Paul told about a time and a place where he got acquainted with Jesus. Just like Abraham believed God and it was imputed to him for righteousness. And we can go back into the 18th chapter of the book of Psalms. We can read David's testimony. He talked back there. Uh, let me just go back and read that. Thank of God it marked. Boy, I like this. Pray for me. Why I can feel the Lord this morning. Somebody needs to get saved today. Back here, uh, David was talking about this, and he said, this is 18 and 4 in the Psalms. He said, the sorrows of death come past me about. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. He said, the sorrows of hell come past me about. The snares of death tormented me. I used to be like that. But boy, I did this. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and I cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even unto his ears. Boy, praise God, I'm telling you, he had a real testimony. David had the real thing, had a real testimony. Let me tell you about another lady in the New Testament. Boy, she was a little lady that met Jesus at a well. She was a Samaritan woman. Great, familiar story. Jesus stopped at the well. It was about midday. Odd time for somebody to be drawing water, but that woman was there and Jesus knew where she was at. Let me tell you today, Jesus knows where you're at. You might think it's an odd time, but if Jesus is passing by, it's the right time. Jesus spoke to her. Y'all know the story. He said, uh, how about giving me a drink of water? Putting it in my words. She said, why would you ask me a drink of water? You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. Our people don't have any dealings. Jesus said, if you knew who it was, he'd ask you a drink of water. You'd ask me, I'd give you a drink. It would be a, a drink of water that would be everlasting life. You'd never thirst again. Boy, she said, give me that water. She didn't understand. It was just a natural thing. Boy, but it was spiritual. She was looking at it natural, but Jesus had what she needed. I won't try to go through every step of her conversation, but, but let me get to this point. They had a conversation and Jesus talked to her. He told her who she was and what she was and what she'd done. And it come down to a time. She said, I know the Messiah's going to come. She'd heard about that. She said, the Messiah's coming. And when he comes, uh, then. But Jesus said, I that speak unto thee, I'm he. Listen at this part. Boy, I like this. She left her water pots. She got something in her life and she put some uh, natural things behind her. Uh, whatever you got going on, uh, you can get something more important than that. You can get Jesus. She left her water pots and she went back into town and she started telling folks, come and see a man that told me all things that ever I did. It's not this the Christ. It's him. Boy, she was saying, folks, the Messiah's come. I've got him. He's talked to me. He's changed me. Her testimony had an impact. People went out to see Jesus and a lot of them believed in Jesus because of the testimony of that woman. So time after time in the scripture, 
I'm telling you what, uh, God, he, He's got something for us, folks. Let me share one more thing with you. Let me go over here in the book of Revelations and just get one verse. You know, if you've got a testimony, the old devil might fight you and try to keep you from telling it. But listen to this over here. In Revelation 12 and 17, it said, And the dragon was wroth with the woman. That woman's the church. The dragon, that's the old devil, he was angry at the church, and he went to make war with the, rem with the remnant of her seed, which, have a, which keep the commandments and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. The angry uh, devil, he tried to stop the woman. He tried to stop her children, her seed. They had the, uh, the testimony of Jesus Christ, and they, they couldn't stop him. Nothing in this world was able to stop the testimony of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you what, I want to tell my experience. I was 12 years old. I was going to church, and some of my friends had got saved. And I thought, I probably ought to get saved someday. One Saturday night, the gospel reached me. God spoke to me. He exposed to me who I was. I was like Paul on the road to Damascus. It shocked me. I saw myself lost and undone. And listen, if you're not saved, you're lost and undone. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Boy, I'm telling you what, uh, my good buddy uh, Rodney Mason, he'd already been saved. And he was sitting by me on the front bench there in church. He leaned over and said to me, Terry, do you need to go and pray? Boy, it kind of scared me and kind of shocked me. I thought for a couple seconds, and I said, yeah, and we went and prayed. I didn't actually get saved that night, uh, but I went back to the altar later, and I got saved. I actually think I went to the altar about six times before I got saved, but most of my friends got saved when they went to the altar the first time. My good friend Jake Smith was in the back of the church house on the left side as you look back at it, when the Lord called him, he got up and his testimony was he took about two steps on his way to the altar and he got saved. It's just wherever you get your heart right, wherever you believe in the Lord, you trust him, that's when you get saved. But here's my point. I went to the altar and I got saved. The night I actually got saved, let me tell this. Boy, I feel like folks are praying and I won't take my time and tell this. I'd like to uh, get some news that somebody at home had got down at an altar like this couch and these chairs. Listen, folks, if you're here today, here today, I know you're not in my house, but you're here with me in spirit. If you're here today and God's speaking to your heart, I call on Jesus and get saved. I've been, I've been at the altar and I'd prayed. I tried to pray good enough. I couldn't. I tried to promise God I was going to be a good boy and I, I couldn't measure up. Uh, finally, I come to this point, and this is where I need to get to all the time. I needed to get to a point where I just trusted Jesus 100%. I got up and I was sitting on the morning's bench and my head was bowed, and I don't even think I said anything out loud. I said from my heart, I said, oh God, oh God, I've done all I can, I'm still lost. God, if you don't save me, I'm a goner. And right then I felt sweet peace come into my soul. I tell this story a lot. I'm going to share this and then I'll get back to that maybe. I've shared this quite a few times at church. Many years ago, there was a young lady who came to church when we were at the Albert Street building. She came with some friends. Her family didn't come. But she's just a little girl and she got saved. And she was so spiritual. She started inviting her neighborhood friends to come to church. She had a testimony. What about your testimony? Do you have a real testimony? And if you have a real testimony, are you telling it? See, first of all, you need to have a real testimony, and then you need to tell it. If you're not saved, get saved, and if you are saved, tell your story. This little girl, 
She was inviting her friends to church. One day she came in and before church got started on Sunday morning, she tugged on my coat and said, Preacher, can you tell my friend about Jesus? I want her to have what I've got. I said, well, honey, I'll do my best. And I got down on my knees where I could look them right in the eye. And I started trying to tell her little friend about Jesus. You know, I've been doing that a long time, been preaching. Well, the little girl tugged me on my, on my coat sleeve, the one that was saved, the spiritual one I'm talking about that had invited her friend. She said, brother preacher, she said, I think maybe I better just do it. See, God was stirring her heart. And I, I said, yeah, go ahead. Boy, I'm telling you what, she started telling about when she got saved. She told about coming to church with her friend. And she told about God speaking to her. She pointed at the altar. She said, I come and I bow right there. And she said, I got saved. She said, I got Jesus in my soul. And boy, I felt heaven move. I've been preaching a long time, but I couldn't give her testimony. I'm telling you what, we need to be giving our testimony. Let me go back over this a little bit. There's lots of folks in the Bible that shared their testimony. I've had a lot of folks share their testimony. Brother Barry this morning when he was teaching, boy, it just rubbed my cup over. I thought, God, you've got him on the same page I'm on. He was telling his experience and was telling about people needing to get saved. And, uh, boy, he illustrated so good. He talked about, talked about the little lad with uh, five loaves and two fishes. He said, I think this is telling people they need to get saved. Boy, that's, that's good. I like what Barry said. He said, you read all through the Bible and it's pointing you to Jesus. Praise God. Somebody needs to get saved this morning. And then I tuned in uh, for a little while with uh, Trey Brock down at Crouches Creek Baptist Church down in Jellicoe. And he even, even as he was winding up, he said, somebody might need to pray right now. He said, if you do, just get down on your knees in the floor and pray. Boy, I can remember getting on my knees in the floor at the church house. But if you get down on your knees on the, on the floor at your home, it's just as good as the church house. Boy, I praise God uh, when those disciples were, uh, when John was talking about, uh, we're telling you what we've seen. We're telling you what we've heard. We've touched him. We've been touched by him. We've been touched by the master. We're telling you the story that we know is true. I'm not telling you something I'm guessing at this morning. I'm going to use one of my favorite sayings. I know that I know that I know. I've been redeemed. I'm on the way home. Praise God. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I know I've got Jesus in my soul. If time spans or if it ends, I'm going to heaven in spite of the devil. And no effects of this world can keep me from going to heaven. Boy, I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I feel what I feel this morning. Uh, I'm telling you what, I feel heaven in a, a great, mighty, magnificent way this morning. And I want you to pray. Now, I'm going to go around there in a second, uh, get the camera and hold it. And if my wife will, I want her to come and, and sing and sing what's on her heart. And I may say a few things even from behind the camera while she's singing. But I want you to I want you to pray today. Listen, folks. Mom and daddy, if you've got a, a child that's under conviction, glance around at them and, and ask God. Uh, Lord, uh, think about it from your heart. You might want to uh, ask them, do you need to pray? Do you feel like praying? And children, 
If you're there, even if mom and dad's not asking, if you feel like it, say to them, I need to pray. I need to pray. Boy, I'm telling you, they'll pray with you. I, I just guarantee it this morning. So I'm going to come around there and ask with them to come sing. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Praise God. I was, I was watching the comments that came through as Terry was uh, delivering that message and so many good comments and uh, Jessica McKinley Paget put one on. She said, I remember getting saved in your kitchen. Huh. And uh, I mean, there have been a number of people that have been saved in our home, but yeah. my point to you is your home's the same as ours. People yeah. can be saved wherever. Just like they were talking about Blaine getting saved in the backyard. Right. Um, where God deals with your heart at, if you will ask him to come into your heart, he will save you. He hey, man. You Thank will, you. You know, he will come in. Yes. So if your children are interested, pray with them. That's, you know, yeah, so buddy. important. So I was asked the other day to finish singing this song, As For Me and My House Will Serve the Lord. I wish I could remember the name of the gentleman that wrote this. I heard this down in the Cincinnati area many years ago. He gave me permission to sing it, so I hope it's all right that I'm singing it on the internet too. But I think he was somehow related to the gene from the cross carriers. Amen. But, uh, anyway, as for me and my house, yeah. I serve the Lord. Thank this you. wicked world Listen, folks. in which we're living grows more evil with each passing I, I believe day. that. I believe it does. And but God's Lord still the same. Praise Him. No ten Come and pray. And Obey the Lord. Come home. Yeah. They say we're Please, Lord. They say we're what to tell us. This Come on. Boy, oh, that's what they tell us, but, but they're wrong. Yeah. Amen. Boy, that's rich. Come on. Come and pray. I feel like somebody's needing to come. I hope somebody is coming. Feels like it. Why I help us, Lord? When I get happy, why I shout yeah. and raise my hand. Amen. Oh, they say they found a yeah. new way. One that's Come on. Than before. Oh, they lied. But ask yeah. for me. Come on. And my Praise the Lord. Will Yes, ma'am. Come on. Come on. Help her, Lord. Help her, Lord. Bless her. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Boy, church, I appreciate you. Well, I can feel you praying, church. Thank God for you. Amen.
Somebody needs to spend some time with God this morning. I hope you're doing that right now and use this opportunity to come if you would, please. I spent some time with God down on my knees, crying, Lord, yeah. please help me. Yeah, Lord. Please, Lord. And in his love and kindness, yeah. he heard my plea in that time with God down on my knees. Amen. Yeah. In a world Listen, listen to this. Full of darkness. Please come. Just Please come. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Traveling down a long highway. Yeah. Sin was blinding my eyes. Yeah, come on. Then I came to a cross. Yeah. I know not how or why. My heart became. for that time. Amen. He gave me joy and happiness yeah. and a heart that is free. My blind yep. eyes were opened <clears throat> and again I could see I am so thankful for that I thank God for that song. I'll turn the camera back over to you and I got a few more things to say here. Boy, I appreciate that singing. I want to go back to the scripture I started with. I want to remind you of something. When I read from 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, <clears throat> he said, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen, and with our eyes, and which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. And when he went on down here, 
uh, verse 3 said, That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us, and, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, when he said we declare that to you because we want you to have the same thing we've got. That's not just preachers that's talking about. We all have a testimony. You know, I, I used a, a lesson that I, I printed in one of the days this past week I put it on, on Facebook uh, about uh, talking about uh, being the light. And uh, praise God, we need to be a light to the folks around us. How do we do that? We follow the Lord, we obey Him, we let the Spirit bless us, and we have a testimony. Now, our testimony is not all words. Part of our testimony, a big part of it, is how we live and the spirit we move in. But the words that we speak also have a part in that. I'd like to ask you specifically and personally, if you're here this morning with us and you're saved and you haven't been letting your testimony shine out and reach out to people, I'll tell you what I want you to do. With God's help, I want you to repent right now. And maybe you've already repented. Maybe you repented a few minutes ago or yesterday or the day before yesterday. Uh, maybe you haven't had a chance to tell it in church. Let me tell you what I'd like for you to do. I'd like for you to get on Facebook, and I'd like for you to let the whole world know I repented and God's forgiven me. I know I'm saved, and I want my testimony to go out and I want to have power. Well, I'm telling you what, uh, I'd just like to see Facebook filled up with that, people uh, telling, I'm, I, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry, and uh, I've repented, and uh, church, I'm sorry, and God's forgiven me, and praise God, I want my testimony to have power now. Well, I want my testimony to have power. I'll tell you one thing. I, I'd rather have a testimony with Jesus Christ. It's got power in it. I'd rather have that than have all the millions of the world because they're coming to an end. But God's power is going to stand when the world's on fire. And I'm telling you, I think back when I was just a little boy and we were in that little white block building on Albert Street a long time ago. I'm 73 now. I was 12 then. You can count the years up. That's been a while. There were some people that were pillars in God's church that stood for the truth and they had a testimony of Jesus Christ and they told me about Jesus and they showed me I needed Jesus and the old preacher preached and praise God I got Jesus. And now I have a testimony and I praise God. And boy, I'm soon coming to a close. Do you have anything else to I just wanted to thank everybody for putting your songs on. I've watched yeah. the songs, and I've been so blessed by the songs yeah. that people put on. Keep loading it up. Yeah. God's people needs to be proclaiming hymns. Amen. One more thing. Uh, if you got saved out there this morning, please don't keep it a secret. Uh, call me and tell me. Uh, text me and tell me. Put it on Facebook and tell the world. And... Uh, well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm hoping to hear somebody got saved this morning. And I'm also hearing to hope somebody repented and serious enough about it to tell it. You know, when you repent and, and you start on the path following the Lord, uh, when you tell it, it gives you strength and it encourages you and it helps you and it helps somebody else. So I praise God and I thank you. I'm going to close in prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for the service that you give us today. Thank you for the church that's been praying and watching and listening. Thank you, God, for the lost people that's been praying. Uh, Lord, that's been watching, that's been listening. God, we, uh, we hope to hear that some folks got saved this morning. Thank you for those that 
uh, needed to rededicate and did this morning. I, I hope they did. I trust they did. I'm looking forward to hearing good news. God, I praise you because I feel the good news in my soul today. Uh, God, it's amazing. It's just amazing uh, how good your spirit can make a person feel. Even in the midst of the storms of life and uncertain times, God, you're still God. And I praise you, Lord, you never change. Amen. Amen. We just got a, a statement from uh, Shelby Tucker, and she said she'd ask the Lord to forgive her, and she loved everybody. So that's so sweet. Amen. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. A lot of requests are being put on here. Yes. Let's pray for our people. Yeah. If you got anything else, sir, take your time. Okay. Boy, thank the Lord. And we hope to have some more things to share and post after a while. Just keep praying for us and keep praying. Uh, remember the service time tonight at 6 o'clock. Some of you folks that just found this video might want to go back and even you get a chance, you might want to watch the video that we streamed uh, Wednesday night past. Uh, at 7 o'clock. It's on Linda's uh, Facebook and it's on Lime Missionary Baptist Church's Facebook page. But come back tonight at 6 o'clock praying and uh, with God willing we have church tonight at 6 o'clock and then Wednesday night we'll have church again. Praise God and thank you.